We are in living color. You can do what you want to do in living color. Um, so Annie and I went, before we get to the creme de la creme of the conversation, we have some other things <clears throat> in the world of basketball related. Uh, we went and saw Air. Of course, uh, we saw Air. Uh, but during the previews, they showed uh, a movie, a preview for basketball, for a movie, something called Sweetwater, right? Yeah. Now, is this about him or is this about the Harlem Globetrotters? It's about him. It's about him and making his way into the NBA. Because eventually he plays with the Knicks. Yeah, because they don't want a black player in the NBA. Um, Can you imagine a time, though, really? I mean, think about it. In your lifetime, mm-hmm. When the league has no black players in it, I mean, yeah. you, it's easy to imagine they have video of it, right? But can you even think, comprehend the NBA in your head, <clears throat> going to a game, driving wherever you drive from, pulling up to the stadium, and there's ten white guys on the court playing basketball? Ah, sure you can, Andy. <laughs> Those were the days when it was just pure white Anglo-Saxon white men. Basketball in its purest. Like God and Jesus, it was white, which meant it was right. We don't more want to see those flying apes, coons, and gorillas. It's just not the same. You know, they wore those short shorts. When they would jump in the air and try and dunk, you would see them mid-flight with just a huge pipe hanging out of their legs. It was like, this nigga has a third leg. It would shock and scare the children and all the white women. And all the men would have to punch their white women in the mouth, saying, close your mouth and don't keep it agape for that ape. Brett Butler, yeah? And brought that out for a while. I was thinking it was going to say more chest pounces and chest passes and bounce passes, but you took that up another level. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, but when we're watching it, yeah, you see, and this is—I would like—I would like the white people in these movies. If we're going to keep having these white guys that are going to come out and say it's time to do what's right. Can they come out a little weaker? Can they come out like and be who they really were and be like, I, you know, it, it's progress. They deserve to be just one. Can we just, mm. they didn't come out. They didn't march into the room and go, it's right. And it's time. And it's there. And right. We're taking it over. And, and that's not what happened, man. Just be a little honest about it and say how you, 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 you crack the door open a little bit and, and right. yeah, you're, you're a good person, but did you really stand up? And I don't see anybody. How many white people were, were standing there and shouting as loud as Martin Luther King at the rallies? How many of those people right. were there? This kind of had a uh, 42 vibes to me a little bit. Maybe it's because of the time period, but it like, you know, 42 to Jackie Robinson movie with Chadwick Boseman and Harrison Ford is, uh, Ricky, what was his name? Mr. Bob, oh, fuck. What was Harrison Ford's character's name? Uh, Ricky, James. Is it James? It's Ricky. Ricky, it's, Ricky something, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of had that feel to it. Um, because, okay, here, because the ownership sees, if you're, a, if you're a white dude that owns a baseball team or a basketball team and you go and you see the, you're going to go and you're going to check out the games when you hear about there's this great black player he's playing, you're going to go see that. Right. And you're going to realize, and this is where the truth is and be a little weaker about it and not be the, 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 the champion of black people. You saw what the future was, man. 
You weren't there going, oh, yeah, our guys are just as good as this. Right. That's not what you saw. You saw, listen, you may have, you may have a, a feeling of, uh, of, of being a better person. You may have those, but that's not what you led with. Because if you did, we'd be in a different place. We're in this place. And this place is they went and they saw some guys who were playing better than what they had on the field. And they knew that they couldn't make this not. They, they either got on board with it or they were going to lose what they had. Right. That's it. Yeah. I, you know, it, 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 it reminds me a little bit of that great joke. And I'm probably going to butcher it, but that great joke by Bill Burr when he was talking about uh, the honesty of just just being honest that black players are better. And he did something where a, 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 a coach of a white, all-white basketball, basically all-white basketball team had gotten his ass kicked. And they're interviewing the coach, and he's just like, he's trying to be politically correct, but then he finally breaks down and just says it. And he goes, yeah. You know, we uh, we were a little slow on the boards. We, 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 we didn't really do great in terms of passing. We, you know, we got to get some more black guys on this team. We just got to get more black. <laughs> you know, it, I, I'm butchering it up, but the way he did it as, as this coach who was just trying to talk about the X's and the O's when really what it boiled down to was we need some more black guys on this team if we're going to be successful. You know, it's just, you see these movies and I, and, and listen, I mean, Honestly, working with you as much as I did, going, being around you, being involved in the culture that I'm involved with more than I would have ever been. Yeah, I do see things differently. Yeah, I do see it. You know, it has changed my perspective. Uh, and but and not only, and I'm even going to take it another step. It didn't even change my perspective. What it did is allow me a perspective. Right. Because it, it, when I would hear the the savior complex of the of the the white man in these black films, I never even really thought about it. Truthfully, you just see the guy and you go, "Oh, well, look what he did. That was nice of that was nice of him <laughs> to do the right thing. To do the right thing was a nice gesture right. in a world that wasn't doing the right thing." You know, but they always make it seem like it was just out of the goodness of their heart. I got to tell you, and it reminds me of another Bill Burr joke, uh which this to me was so genius because he gave the white honest perspective uh from how he sees it. But that movie that was about the all-black swimming team, Bernie Mac was in it, Terrence yeah, yeah. Howard was, was the coach. And he was like, how many of these white people are evil movies are they going to make? It's all the way down to swimming. And I'm going to be honest, nah, I don't think I give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I never saw white people uh, uh, at a pool trying to stop black people from jumping in. You know, it, it just, oh, man. Uh, so it reminded me of that, too. Um, and listen, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see it. I don't. I never heard of the dude Sweetwater. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know anything about him, but uh, you know, looks like a good movie. Well, yeah, you know, and listen, when we talk about basketball too, let, let's. Uh, you know, I grew up. Uh, I, I was born in '65, so I mean, I was a teen uh, in the '70s, but towards the end of the '70s. But I still remember, like, when I was learning how to play basketball when I was young. I mean, it was still about. Yeah, they would talk. They would talk down dunks. They would mm. talk down yeah. passes. They would talk down, and you know the pass, the, the bounce pass is the best pass that's ever been created for the game. Right. Uh, you dunk, yeah, you. If you, but if you miss a dunk, <laughs> you know the, the coach was like, I no nobody was dunking at my age. They were right. talking, but they would talk about it like it's a layup. The layup is the the way the the, the game is supposed to be played with a layup, right. and it was all these ideas of how because of how white guys played the game, and. 
it, it's just very funny, like that. This is how everything's portrayed. So this is going to be interesting. I would like to see it. Well, they even said in the preview uh, how the black guy is going to bring style to it, which was frowned upon. He's going to bring the razzle dazzle, which was frowned upon. So to your point, yeah, all the stuff, the basic, not so flashy, you know, textbook moves that were, you know, from the beginning that, of course, had the white man looking wonderful. But then he gets eclipsed by the razzle dazzle and the pizzazz of what black men bring to the bring to what black folks bring to everything. Well, streetball. Because that's what they were afraid of is street ball, which is just it is the way of saying black black basketball. Right. And but it was because if listen, man, how would you if you went down to the park and saw black dudes playing while the white guys were these professional league guys? Right. Are you not going to go, man? We need to figure this out because this isn't going to last. Yeah. So it's just funny. It's just funny how it's portrayed. I don't know how this one's going to be portrayed, but it did look somewhat like that. Right. Branch Ricky was the name of uh of Branch Ricky. There it is. It's, See, if you give me enough time, it comes to me. It's in there. It's in there. But it's You have to have the ability to not fight back. But, you know, I did hear Branch Ricky was like he he was. There has to be someone that stands up a little bit more than the rest, though. Right. And so he was. I'm not saying he wasn't a but, good but, but guy. But let me ask you this, because this was Branch Ricky's thing. It's not about black or white because dollars are green. So, yeah. But, but, but that being said. Did he really give a shit about Jackie Robinson or black people, or was it just about the money? No, I think it's honestly. I'm I'm gonna maybe take it a different place. Yeah, it's about the money. Yeah, I think you could have a, a a realization that what you're doing isn't correct. Those those two things are there. But I also think if you're really involved, if you love something passionately, if you really love basketball, the way I love basketball, if yeah. I was that guy, I'm gonna put myself and I saw the betterment of the game. And the people that could make the game better, mm-hmm. does it, am I standing up for the person or for the game? Right. And I think I'd be standing up for the game, knowing that I'm looking at a group of people that are. So if they, let's just take the money factor out of it completely. There's no money to be made. You're still standing up for the game versus the person. If I if I really love the fucking game, if I if I bleed the game, and I've seen guys that like who <laughs> play sports that I mean they bleed the fucking game. Like that's all that's important. How we're gonna win? How we're gonna dominate? How we're gonna be the best? And if that's the way to get there, that's that. That's it. I. I that's that. I. I think that that's part of it. When you bleed the game, you're a purist. <laughs> and when you bleed black, you bleed molasses. <laughs> you bleed liquor. <laughs> but you know, let's let's have some things in the movie. Let's have some things where the guy goes. Next thing you know, they're going to be putting Kool Aid at the stands, and I, you know, <laughs> you know what? I, but have the honesty to say right. it. Why does it always have to be like this? Person is so pure. You know, give a little bit of the negative because it's the truth. I mean, we all they go out of their way to make these guys seem holier than anybody else, and they're right. not. They, they had the same So thoughts. you don't believe that there were white guys with the correct kind of passion to want to do the right thing? I believe there are those guys, but okay, let's 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 go. We'll talk about Red Auerbach, who had more black players on his team than anybody yeah. else. Where did all the black people come to the game go, though? Wait, where did all the... Where did the fans, where did they have to go watch the game? They, they, they sat in the stands, no? Upstairs. Oh, okay, right. 
I mean, yeah, you have passion and you might be you <clears> might be <throat> pragmatic. I think that's what someone would 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 say to defend it. They're pragmatic. Yes, we have to open the door, but we have to open it up slowly because if we open it up all the way, people are going to freak out and they're going right. to rebel. <sighs> gonna, and maybe there is some truth to that when you because <sighs> change is hard for people. Yes. So maybe there is some truth to that, but let there be a little honesty. I like when they're a little honest and when you see a little bit of the fact that they do like when, okay, if we're going to portray Lyndon Johnson, are we going to take the fact that he used the N word incessantly out of, out of the, out of anything that he's ever done? He wasn't holy because he signed uh, civil rights bills and he did more for civil rights than any, any of the other presidents, including uh, JFK, which everybody would go to as, as the greatest guy. He did more, but he was from the South. And that's I when I talk, I talked about this on the podcast before when I was in, in the South in the 70s, man, that word was thrown around like nobody's business. So you don't think that he was throwing it around like it was nobody's business. Right. But we always try to make every let me rephrase that. We never try to make the black person look like they're without fault. But the white dudes, we're trying to make them look like they're, they're almost angelic in their belief and the way that they. Let's be a little bit more honest about it. If we're going to continue to put them in the in that part, play them honest. Then show their weaknesses. Show where they're fucked up. Mm. Um, the and other basketball news. Um, <clears throat> the big story about LSU and the women's NCAA tournament. Uh, I don't pretend to know these names, but what was the white girl's name? You know, no. You really don't know? Don't. I don't even know the black girls. I don't know either one of them. I'm, listen, I'm not knocking. You know what? I did see some of the action at the uh, mm-hmm. at, at the final, the women's final right. four. They're playing ball, man. They're playing ball. No. They're playing ball. Just like the men's game had to advance. They're playing ball. They're getting to a place where the game doesn't look Boo! forced. The, the talent, the talent Every is rising. Clip I saw of. The who can we look it up real quick? LSU, just the names when you put uh, put NCA tournament women's names or uh, www. We don't really give a shit, but who are they.com? NCA women's basketball champions. They got a pop up, yeah, right here. Uh, Kelly Plum, I don't know, 25, this is, might be all the NCA. Uh, oh, God. Brittany Griner's on there. Center. Is she? Yeah, she has 30. This is her, I, her. These are like the greatest. Well, y'all know who we talk about with the, with, the, with, the, with the Tony Yayo and the John Cena, which I wanted to make that note real quick. I, I saw Jalen, I uh, forget what sports show he was on, but kudos to Jalen Rose, my man, for pointing out that while they try to give John Cena credit for the little five-finger hand wave that really came from Tony Yayo, the rapper. Yeah. So I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Yeah. yeah it's I, not I, John I, I, I wasn't trying to figure out who did this first. Right. I, I really wasn't trying to figure out who did that first. Between those two. Uh no, I really wasn't. I wasn't I wasn't tuned into this until after right. you know it blew up. Right. Because I'm 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 sorry. But it, see the it, the media, you know, this is where little racial they're giving this white dude credit for something Tony Yayo created. So that's a black rapper out of the yeah. New York area. So this is not John Cena. But anyway, uh, here's where the where we talk about the racial narrative. Of course, 
when describing the white chick from Iowa, she was described when she did it as queen competitive Hermody. I've never heard that word. Good for the sport, champion in our hearts. When the black girl did it, she was described as thug, ghetto, unprofessional, bad for the sport, carried, and a fake champion. Uh, this is America. No, 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 no. I'm not going to let you have that like that. And for the record, before you say that, yeah. I'm not even saying that. D.L. Hewley. I'm not letting D.L. have that. And a, and okay. A bunch of black people went, this is America. No, this is our, our this is the writers and our sports writers. And it, it's, and it goes to show, though, what's dominant in our culture, in American culture, is that when you, and this is, this is really, this is really a, a symptom to the bigger problem. When most of these writers and these magazines and, the, and, and these new uh, social media outlets are dominated by white people and white writers, that's what you're going to get. Because there's no, look, listen to the people that you, I, like, I love that DL said it. I love that you're saying it. I love that everybody who said it. But that's because that's finally, uh, this isn't us being against each other. This is finally black perspective being brought to the forefront. Because before all these white writers, and it shows how horrible their perspective really is. That we let these people decide how we look at teams that can't fucking write. Because if that's their take, and they're writing that about the same exact incident. This isn't just America, though. It's an easy fix. Stop hiring fucking racists for jobs. Okay. Remove these. Pe- this isn't how. But America- then you just don't fire the writers. You fire. You fire some of the the the, the sports broadcasters and the hiring of these people. Because how- this is the same thoughts but- and words behind people on on you know. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I'm just uh, saying that the average American doesn't feel these incredible shows like Sports Center and whatever else, all the sports shows where some of those analysts, maybe they don't say outright thug or ghetto because then they would be dead on wrong and that would be an I got you moment. But, you know, certain little, di- they just describe you, it. Don't mean to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. You know what the difference is between some of the people, though, on the shows versus the people that write? I'm, I'm just, this is just my personal opinion. And I'm, I'm dumb. I, I don't really should. I don't know if I'm entitled to a personal opinion, but I'm going to give it anyway. You're white. You're entitled no. to everything. Nigga. In the shows, there's people. De- white people, black people are dealing with each other in the shows. They're having debate. They're yelling at across the tables. They're actually speaking. They're, 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 there's a camaraderie that's building in, the, in this. Whether they get along or don't get along, they, there is a camaraderie through the work that they're doing. Writers go into their room, and they type this shit out in their own head without talking to anybody, and they send this fucking shit out. But, it's gotta get, but their editor has to approve of it? Yeah, it does. And I'm agreeing with you. The culture of that, and in, in especially in sports writing, and, you know, to, to us, to us, on, on us, me and you, me and you just sitting here, you know, and we even did it a little bit right now where you said, I said, women's, I saw, saw some of the, N, the NCAA basketball women's, it's right. looking better. It doesn't look forced. It looks like they're like, they actually are not throwing the ball up to God and hoping <laughs> it goes into the rim. They're actually shooting the ball and we're making fun of it a little bit, but that's right. part of our culture is that we don't look at women in that sport and see her as that. But these writers, these old, and I don't even know they're old or young or who would write that, but how do you not check yourself? How do you not see yourself as, as an old idea that you're writing about this? And right next to it, the girl's doing the same thing. The white girl's doing it, and you're not calling her out, but you're making her this angelic. And, of course, 
I, I'm going to say this, because, and I've said this before, white people don't notice this, and I'm meaning it because it doesn't affect them. Black people are calling this out because it affects them. You have to be affected by it to notice it sometimes. But we are all, we have been affected by it in a negative way because we are reducing ourselves to our, to our race. And that's not what we should be doing. You look at the black girl that did the same thing that the white girl did and you have different names for her in, in a negative connotation or you have better names for the white girl. You're a writer, man. You're supposed to be looking at this as a sport and, and you, you put your racism into it. You're the editor and you didn't call out this guy for why did you say this about this and this? This isn't I don't think that the average white person at home watching the game was trying to, to come up with whose hand wave was thuggish and whose was this uh, elite athlete. I think, though, we don't hear it sometimes because it doesn't affect us. It's affecting us. This has affected us all now. So now it's time to call out these writers. It's time to call out people who do this and don't work this way. Uh, it's been time. Let me rephrase that. It's been time for that forever. But this is where we are. And now we have the now the potential is there to call out. And thank God for you. Thank God for a DL. Thank God for everybody who works in this, who has this opinion and platform. They can say it. And now we have to be called out on this white hypocrisy. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's our I don't think it's within us for our hatred. I don't think the people pay attention to it that way. I can't let you have that. Completely. I, I love that you're not letting I, I, me have because, that. Say because, it. Because, you know, listen, had the had the black girl and LSU lost, nothing. We wouldn't hear anything. But the fact that I think that there are some white people that obviously hate to see black people do better than them. And then on top of you doing better, you rubbing it in our face. Niggas, stay in your place. How dare you? But... Had the black girl in LSU won and didn't do this, I don't think we would have this. But the fact that they won, that the black, oh God, I keep saying the black girl, I wish I knew her name. But the fact that she won and then gloated, even though it was more uh, more about- uh, The white girl did it earlier first, when they were right, winning. Right, yeah. so it was more about, you know, what's that? my brain is freezing, not retaliatory, because I don't even think that's a word. But, you know- Yeah, it is a word. Is it really? Yeah, but you- but, yeah. Damn, I'm intelligent, even when I yeah. don't know it. But who's calling, who, who's giving the names out? It's these writers. Who's, so who, who's really feeling this way? And if you're writing on a sport and you feel this way, should you be writing on the sport? No. Because these are just athletes for the first part. And all they're doing, and listen, I, as far as this goes, good for the women. Good for the women to have that Somebody much Somebody was bravado. saying they should be able to talk shit like men. Men, yeah. For their sport, they're standing. I'm fucking standing my ground here. I'm fucking, I'm delivering. I'm kicking your fucking ass. What is wrong with that? Women should have that. If if they're in a competitive field, what I think what holds women back a lot of times in some of these competitive fields is they weren't allowed to be competitive. To, to, that's, that's not seen as feminine. But they're competitive in their sport. They need to be able to call themselves winners. But this person who wrote that and, and named them, right. that wasn't about winning. That wasn't about the sport. That was strictly their perspective of how they saw a black girl versus a white girl. And th like I said, I've not given it to you in that respect that I'm going to say that's America, where I'm going to put it all on America. I think America's let it gone on too far. And I think now they can, because there's some black voices that can actually speak up, that we can see the hypocrisy instead of just walking through it like, oh, it's normal. Because I think hypocrisy might be able to re be replaced for normal. The word normal might be part of what American hypocrisy is.
It's been normalized for so long that I don't think that you hear it, but in print, and you saw that. And I love how that even in that picture, they wrote it bold. Thug. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you could see what it's representing. Right. I, I just, I don't, again, it's on white America to, to, to recognize this. It, it, it is on, on a white America to recognize and call it out and say, hey, we don't need writers like this. It, it's past time. But I don't think that that being, uh, you know, no, I, I, I'm going to give it back to you. DL's right. You're right. Because just being, uh, what, what's that called? Uh, when you don't know the law and you break it, you're still responsible for it. So ignorance, ignorance is no excuse for breaking the law or breaking a rule. Or break, you have to educate yourself. This has been going on a long time because of ignorance, white ignorance to black plight. That when a black person does it, they don't get it. So you know what? I, I, I changed my whole mind about what I just said right oh, now. Shit. You're right. DL's right. We need to call it out. I don't think it represents Americans all throughout uh, the way that they view it. But because our ignorance has allowed this to go on so long. Yeah, we get to hold the trophy for that ignorance. So now, what's your take on? You heard the Joe Biden part, right? Yeah, but what did she go to Iowa? This is the thing that I'm going to ask you now. I don't know. So but, was, but regardless, the tradition has yeah. always been only the winner goes to the White okay, House. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to this. I thought I heard someone say she went to Iowa. So here's my other thing, and here's where uh, I will take this to another level. And now, for all the stuff that I just said about women's sports and how it looked good, and how this is a woman, Joe Biden. Jill Biden, isn't her Dr. Biden, whatever her right, name I is, guess. a woman's perspective. There's no losers. They're all winners. That's so vaginal. <laughs> Such a vaginal. You know, thing I, but it, 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 where it, it, I, I, just, I didn't but, hear, but, but, I didn't hear any men calling for that. The first time I've ever heard this is Jill Biden. There's been plenty of white people that could have asked both teams to come to the White House. But isn't it odd that? For all the tradition that has always been there. That a white woman? No, not that. Well, not that a white woman. I'm just saying that. Did a woman? <laughs> that that <laughs> it's never been for the loser to come to the White no, House. No, but who suggested it? Joe Biden. A white woman. I think this is a very woman-like kind of thing to do that isn't a competitive athlete and not understanding so what more, that means. You think it's more a woman thing or a white woman thing? Like, in other words, do you think there's anything... Because the undertone of racial, like, you know, hmm. So all of a sudden, the loser gets to come who happens to be the white girl who did the Tony Yayo. I think it's a white woman thing because of this. Black women have experienced uh, deferment of what their needs are to be met before white people. So when a white, when a black woman succeeds... Uh, over a white woman, I think that it's time to celebrate. Not just, and I, it, it, and this goes against some of the things that I say as far as us being separate and together. But yeah, when when a black when when a black person succeeds, there has to be it's double, because first of all, you succeeded. We all want to succeed, but mm. for a black person, you got past all the obstacles that were put in front of you that others didn't have to go through. So there's the double achievement. So I don't think a black woman would have said. Yeah, I think they both should go because they would have recognized what the achievement was and that's how you right. win. But a white woman going to that game and just seeing that it was competing and it was so hard and one team was winning before and one team. I'm not saying I know this woman. I don't know the Bidens. But damn, doesn't it sound very white to invite 
both teams. Yeah. Without I, without I, without I, trying to even make it racial. Just right. doesn't it sound like a white woman? Well, listen, of- if you go off the the response that a lot of black women had on social media when Jamie Lee Curtis beat out Angela Bassett for the Oscar, to your point about black women being uh what was the word you used? Denied or deferred? Deferred. You know, black women have, you know, been deferred for so long historically that it was like deferred for in preference for preference of white. Right. Yeah. And I nobody's saying that that's why Jamie Lee won it, but it just added to the whole black women have always been slighted in this country. And the woman who didn't give the performance nearly half as good, it was less deserving, won it. Bullshit. So to your point, I I, I don't see a black woman saying both teams should come to the White House. I, I don't either. I don't think that they would have said that. I right. think this is a very white woman thing to say. Mm. And I and, and, and I'm sorry to say that we can put it on, make it racial if we want to. But I just feel that that had that is a limited amount of that overall white woman feeling that they're, they're all, if you competed. You were all winners. I, I really just I, I I'm I'm. I just see that out there right. now, but now I do have to ask the question. And this is the question that will be asked to me. If it was the other way and the other team would have won, would she still have been that, that same way? Mm. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. All I can tell Therein you lies at the truth. Yeah. All I can tell you is it just <laughs> sounded very white womanish to me right. from the very get go. There is no second place team that gets to go to the white house. I have never heard of the second place right. team going to the white house. Uh, it doesn't happen that way. So to me, it, it was, uh, that was, uh, it, it was just, I heard just nothing but ridiculousness in it. Right. But yeah, didn't no. But since you said it, do you, do you, how did you feel about Jamie Lee winning over Angela Bassett? Oh, it was rid- ridiculously stupid. No, no. Angela was supposed to, was supposed to get that. It, but do you think these awards things really represent the best actor or actress or anything? No. Not all the time. Not all the time. You know, there's that uh, Lucci chick that never, I don't know if she oh, ever won. Uh, from All My Children. Yeah. Yeah. She went up like 26 times and never won but it. Dude, I'm, I'm so much of a strong heterosexual male that I could give a damn about. I'm just saying. An award for a daytime soap. I'm just saying it's some people, I, I, I'm not, I'm not putting it on one or the other. All I'm just saying is I wouldn't. I would go back to what some of the actors who have won these have said and said this doesn't isn't as meaningful as you think because I think when you're in that position mm-hmm. you see the hypocrisy and <clears throat> in everything about that industry. Yes. I would agree. I think the people at home take it more seriously than well, you know, it makes you more money when you win it. I think you do take it seriously, but I think you when you're in the industry long enough you see it differently. Yeah. It's just an ego stroke to me. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Uh, okay. Doom, 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 doom. Oh, man, when they played that in the movie, that classic <laughs> Chicago Bulls I starting look- five intro music. Oh. I don't even look at you in that movie. I never really looked over at you, but I knew what you were doing throughout the whole movie. Oh, dude. Um, from North Carolina, 6-6, Edgar. Let's get to it. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it, but there's a lot of flaw. There's a lot of air. storytelling in this movie air. There's air. a lot of storytelling. Um, dude, I love how they mixed 80s nostalgia music 
all with through the scene, that. all throughout the fucking. Yeah. It felt a little MTV ish. But that's my time period right there. That's my time period. Too, but I mean, I, re I recognized every one of those bands. Did you recognize them all? I, I, not them all. Not all. You didn't not, get the first one, the Violent Femmes, right off the top. Oh, uh, no. So, I, uh, uh, fuck. I can't even replay what they. But, uh, God, fuck me. Hold I on, I'm going to pull, pull up soundtrack for, uh, for Air. Soundtrack for the movie Air. My Adidas. Of course, I recognize Run DMC. Yeah, my yeah, Adidas. You better recognize that one. Uh, there was a few in there, though. Uh, there was another one I can't think of right when they went to go talk to dude about making the shoe. Oh, I don't remember. Dun, dun, I won't remember. Don't, 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 don't. Oh, was that Herbie, Herbie Hancock? The... No, I don't think that was it. I don't think that was Herbie Hancock. They don't show the, the, the I'm looking for it. Look, there it right is. Uh, Money for Nothing, Dire Straits. No. Listers in the Sun, Violent Femmes, Ain't Nobody, Shaka Ain't Khan. Nobody. Yeah. yeah, that one. Say it, say it though. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. <laughs> uh, Sister Christian, Night Ranger. Sister Christian, no, but time has come. Systematic. Rotorin. Yeah. All I need is a miracle. Mike and the Mechanics. All I need is a miracle. Yep, that. Born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen. Born in the USA. Uh, Sirius, uh, the Alan Parsons Project. No. Rock the Casbar, The Clash. Nope. That was good. My Adidas, Run right. DMC. In the Big Country, Big Country. Mm. You know, Tempted, no. when Squeeze came on, I was really, I started singing. Uh, time After Time, Cindy Lauper. Time Opera. After Time. And the, the closing track here. Can't fight this feeling, Ario Speedwagon. That's what it was. The ship into the oars forever. I can't fight this feeling anymore. Yes. But I knew all awesome. these songs. That was awesome. Uh, our boy Jay Moore was in the movie. I didn't know that. A thick Jay Moore. A thick Jay Moore. <laughs> Whoever remembers finger fucking Portuguese girls <laughs> on a handball court. God. It was it was cool to see him though. It Dude, was cool he, he uh, you know, listen, and I joked about it. He and I both are so far removed from our Jerry Maguire days, but damn, son, Jay got thick on us, man. Now we know what his character looks like from Jerry Maguire today when he was playing. Who? Wow. What? What's the? Uh, who is he supposed to be though in that? And and what? In Jerry Maguire, there's it's loosely oh, he, based he, he, on a, uh, on a real. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's uh, it's not Falk because Fox in this one. Yeah, it was a sports agent. Uh, I forgot. Oh, I don't know. I never even knew that. I mean, I, I thought it was a fictitious character. They're all fi it's fictitious, but they kind of have a little thread to all of them right. because uh, uh, Tom Cruise's character is somebody too. I, I don't remember. No, right, 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 right. So yeah, anyway, but uh, it was cool to see Jay Moore pop in there. Just did his business. Yeah, got a little, out. little little bit. Um, dude, I I love when you know again underdog. I love these underdog stories, and it just is amazing how. So many people get paid to have these jobs to be right when they're so wrong. Like when dude said, nobody wants to see Barkley on TV. And now the irony is he's the best thing on TV. And I started laughing when I heard that because it is, everybody has these opinions. How do you think Nike, because they brought up in this that right. Barkley, I don't know if that's true, what numbers were. I don't think we know what numbers were really thrown around in those right. rooms where they were. But how do you think Barkley would have done with uh with Nike, if they would have led with Barkley, but they would have wanted to spread it out over like three players, right? So, do you think like Barkley, Stockton, and Stockton? I can't see at all. There's nothing to him. Nike slows. 
Nike slows. That's the sneaker. <laughs> yeah. Nike slows. That's great. <laughs> Nike picks. That's 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 funny. Um, I, and I love St- I, I you know Stockton's not in my top point guards. I've already said it on right. this thing. And but you know as far as an NBA player that fucking can play basketball, I'm not going right. to talk about Stockton in a negative way at all. But you don't build a shoe line again on John Stockton. That's right. that's what I'm saying. I'd rather build it on Sally. Uh, from the Pistons. Yeah. Because he's funny. He would sell shoes right. in a funny, he would be great. I don't see Stockton selling yeah. the shoes, but, and not that, not that Stockton, not that Sally was ever in this conversation. It was just, I threw that in. There's, I would rather have someone funny as a pitch man at that point than someone that's a kind of a little cumbersome, slower white right. man athlete trying to sell me some, some shoes. Um, and dude, and this was, this was even in the last dance, but again, people that think they know everything, but don't, I, they interviewed, <clears throat> I want to say, Mark Eaton in uh, The Last Dance. Uh, God, who was the other? It was a black dude. Oh, uh, Clyde, DeGlo- Clyde, Frazier, Clyde DeGlide. Clyde Drexler. Not Clyde Drexler. Clyde, for the Knicks, 70s oh, Knicks. Oh, yeah, oh, Clyde, from way back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and they both were saying, basically, Michael's not going to dominate because he's a two-guard. The league is about big men. Only big men dominate. Cut to the greatest player of all time, the two guard. And they said it in the film. So we're not just, this right. is an hyperbole. We're not saying that we're quoting the film. Right. The greatest player of all, all time. time. Yeah. Um, Maybe the greatest athlete at all times. They said it in it as well. Right. Um, and dude, with that past of Adidas, how were they able to exist? With dude. a Hitler, with a Hitler background. Dude, all of it has to exist. This is this is where America's trying to figure out its footing and on, on what it was. But knowing but knowing what that was they, and who they were, they ha- how was that possible? How does it not? Okay, let me ask you this. Let me just let me let me get get some things to throw out at you just to help you out. You ever buy any Hugo Boss or wear a Hugo Boss suit or take anything to Hugo Boss? No. You've seen Hugo Boss. Yes. Though. You like Hugo Boss. You I mean we would, I would wear sit, it. Yeah. Hey, Hugo, you know what Hugo Boss is famous for? No. The SS officers. That's their suit. They made and they they produce all the uniforms for the Nazis. Mm. Okay, do you have a problem with Hugo Boss now? Or are you going to still wear Hugo Boss? I know what you're getting at. You can't stop what had happened. It's too late. But the 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 practice of what it is, it still was part. It's still part of Germany. It was still part of what was happening. Uh, you can't stop it. When we talk about BMW, uh, that provided air. Uh, the air, the aeronautical uh, departments for the Nazis. Are you going to, you know, are you not going to drive a BMW? Mm. Is Mercedes gone? Mm. Now I know Jews today. They'll say, I'll never drive a Mercedes, but that's the top of the line Mercedes. But are they, would they drive Volkswagen? Are we going to get rid of Volkswagens? Volkswagen was the car designed by Dr. Porsche because Hitler knew that he needed an economical car for the people so that they, because they, he knew that they were going to have to conserve on uh, shortages that they would have on fuel. So that's why that car was designed in the first place. Right. So that car made <sighs> Germany able to exist during times when they didn't have it. So they could have, when they didn't have excess amount of fuel so that people could still get to work and do what they had to do. Are we driving those today? You can't stop it. This is what people want to cancel everything. You don't cancel it. You got to, you got to call it out for what it is. You got to be honest about what would had happened and you got to move forward because forward is the only way to go because you don't go back. Well, I could hear some of the black voices saying, 
Well, why you well, knowing knowing what you know, knowing that, why are you gonna continue to pour money into that obviously anti black organization when you could, you know, support your own brother? Because like why are you gonna keep making them rich? Like he said, they're dead. This is the family that's running it now. This is the today, and this is the direction that they're moving into. You can't, you, you don't get to just take everything away. You, you, know, you stopped what they did. They either were able to adjust to make it into the world that is existing today, or they're not. And they made those adjustments. But that, yeah, that history is still back there. There's nothing you're going to do about the history. Stop, you know, I, I don't like to jump on everything because, uh, I, but I do like how it was pointed out. Uh, Dr. I mean, uh, Riza Islam pointed out a bunch of these. The other one, the one that, you know, no one really talks about that I thought was funny that he brought up was Krispy Kreme. You going to stop eating some donuts? Do you think not eating those donuts is going to affect uh, are the Jewish uh, population of today? What's the background with Krispy Kreme? Owned by Nazis. God damn, the Nazis—they might have been bad people, but they know how to do fly shit. So, what are you going to do with cars all and donuts and suits? Just because you came from a Nazi organization, though, or not, you didn't have—you didn't have a choice. Do you think that everybody who who uh, decisions that uh, okay, let's you got a you got a call you got somebody um, you got someone. Uh, that emailed you because you said something about uh, Obama. And he said how he sent out all those drones and, and right. military. So does this mean only people that supported Obama are responsible for those bombings? And we know what Trump did and how Trump talked and what Trump... So only the, only the voters that voted for Trump are the ones that are responsible for that. No, you take responsibility for it because it's, it's America and we take responsibilities for both those things, both presidents. Mm. They had to take responsibility for it. They passed laws that there was no more swastikas to be out. They had the, the name Hitler isn't even a name that's used in Germany now. They have done what they could to erase it. But uh, when the wall came down, <laughs> a lot of anti-Semitism passed over because there was a, a, a split between the progressive part of Germany and what was left behind the Berlin Wall. So all that spilled over. Now, who, who are the better? I'm not going to say who are the better people, but whose economies, who do you think was doing better? We get better when we get along. We get better when we we don't have this hatred for one another. But wasn't it you that said, <clears throat> you're saying we get better when we get along, but wasn't it you that said they like when we don't get along because that's bigger business? It is bigger business. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not saying that people don't use that for, pe for things. Right. We as people are better when we get along. But, you know, I think the big, the top, the people that control things, they, they're not. The people that control things, I don't think we know who they are. It's not, that, you know, I think it's very funny that we have magazines like For, Forbes magazine, right? That lists the, the top wealthiest people in the world. When we know there's wealthier people that, are, than, that aren't even listed in that magazine. They ain't going to be listed in no magazine. They stay off the grid. So that's the answer <clears throat> to the question that people, are, as we fight down here in this war of, 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 of race and and economics, the people that really control it all, you don't even know who they fucking are. Uh, dude, I love how, and really what you find out about this is that I think it was Michael's mother's influence, Dolores Jordan, who was the brains behind Michael put, putting, putting Michael in a position to be the juggernaut financially that he became because they kept emphasizing this is an 18-year-old kid 
And I don't think an 18-year-old kid, even though they didn't really specifically say who was responsible, but I can't see an eight-year-old kid telling Nike, I want... An 18-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. An 18-year-old kid. That's what I said, right? You said eight, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, but uh, you said 18 earlier. Okay. Then you dropped it to eight. <laughs> an 18-year-old kid telling Nike, I want a percentage of all the, all the profit made over every, on all the shoes that have my name on it. An 18-year-old kid doesn't come up with that. So, if, so his mother was really the brains behind making sure that he got what he got. This movie feels to me, and this is where I'm saying this is a movie. This isn't a documentary. This is a movie. This movie felt to me, uh, the story itself was told through the eyes of Michael Jordan, the way he looked at his mom. Okay. That still means she's responsible, right? Yeah. In Jordan's eyes, she's responsible for all of that. But I'm sure, I'm not positive, but I think that you could put pieces of this together from all the other influences that Michael had in his life. And she had from Mike, Michael's ability to play basketball brought in other people, lawyers, agents. Right. might have said, this might be an idea. I'm sure there's things tossed out that we're not going to get to see in that move. Stop on the play. Too much time on the clock. We'll be right back tomorrow with part two of Air. Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. You don't like to do it face to face. I don't. I don't like that way. I don't like to see the face. Nina. Nope. That's crazy. Look. You can get a doggy style. You can get Ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house, and I get to say. Got it.